Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I am a divorced single dad, father of five beautiful kids. I want to welcome you to my show. Hello, and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about death of a pet. We're going to be talking about that because something recently happened in my family where we had a death of a pet. But before I do that, I would like to share a little poem with you. Nothing is truly lost because sooner or later, it always comes back. That's right, things never really get lost. I mean, things of real value, something maybe not materialistic, but let's say a memory, a person, a place. But I'm sure if you lose something very important, that doesn't really get lost. I mean, you'll always have a memory of it. You'll always know about it. But does it truly, is it truly forever lost? Forever lost. I, I don't think so. I mean, I hope not. I know I've lost things in the past in my life. And I've always said, well, I hope sooner or later I get it back. But some things you just don't get back. But. What do you gain from it? I guess you can gain a memory, gain wisdom, gain some experience. I've lost many things, things I can't get back, but I never lost the memory. So I guess it all depends on how you look at it, right? I mean, how you look at things, is it, is it lost or is it not lost? What do they say? It's better to have love and lost than never to have loved at all. <laughs> I haven't thought about that one in years, but I suppose there is some truth to it because it is better to have loved, I guess, right, than never at all. <laughs> so that being said, I want to take this time to talk about something to the audience here, which is about the death of a pet. So let me start by saying you've listened to my past podcasts, as you know, my, my daughter, she loves animals. She's a huge animal lover and she loves cats. So she's always feeding the neighborhood cats. And for some reason, people are dumping their cats off at our house, all the stray cats. And it's not like we can keep every cat, but we, she was driving down the street. She showed me the spot cause I wasn't really sure what had happened, but she showed me, she drove down the street and there was a black kitten on the side of the road, laying there. So she stopped to see it and picked it up. She brought it home. So we live in a ghetto, so if you see a kitten, that's rare. <laughs> I mean, just laying there like that. So she brought it home and we realized it had fleas. So obviously it wasn't somebody's cat because nobody's gonna have a flea kitten in their house. I mean, this cat was bombarded. It, it was like infested with fleas. And I I had second, second thoughts about letting her bring the cat in the house. I told her, put the cat in the cage and put it on the porch. I don't want the cat in the house because in the past, I have had a flea infestation and it traumatized. I mean, it traumatized everyone in, in the family, even me. It, it, it was so bad before we went to bed, we had to vacuum off our legs because the fleas had jumped on our legs and we had to vacuum off so the fleas wouldn't get in under the sheets with us. It was pretty bad, but I learned my lesson. I learned how to get rid of fleas. 
And all it takes is one cat with fleas to infest the whole house. Anyways, I, I, I think she put it on the porch. So the next day, I, I told her, listen, I know you want a kitten. So, okay, well, I'll take the cat to the groomers. And we took it to the groomers. I think it was like $125 later. They cleaned it up. It was really cleaned up. They got rid of all the fleas and it, cat cat looked pretty happy. It was a black kitten. So then when we picked her up from the groomer, they said, oh, we noticed there's something wrong with her back legs. Is, is that normal? I said, I don't, I don't know. You know. This is an abandoned kitten. And you know, people do abandon cats all up and down the street and in my area. So I told my daughter, you know, after we, we looked at it, we said, yeah, there's something wrong with the legs. So, you know, we had the cats a few days and I made an appointment for to the uh, veterinary. And and what happened was um, when we took her to the vet, well, we had to pay, I don't know, it was almost like $200 because we had to get her all the shots before they saw her. So I spent 200 bucks again. And the vet knew well, she 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 looked she looked at the kitten and she said, "Well, the kitten has what's called twisted twisted leg syndrome, or twisted legs, where the back legs are really deformed. It's a genetic thing, and it's not good." And she's saying, "Well, you know, it could live a healthy life and this and that. Oh, you know, it's going to be a handicapped kitten. Well, you know, she's going on and on." And then she goes. And your cat has a tumor in the in, in her mouth. Big tumor. Showed us. I, I was like, oh my God. Um, and to top it off, the kitten was pregnant. So I was like, oh my God. So she said, what we wanted to do. Did we want to put her down? Did we want some advice on how to take care of her and this and that? I said, I'll have to talk to my daughter. I talked to my daughter. And, you know, we realize if, if she's, if anybody's equipped to handle something like this. And some people are, some people aren't. So we brought the cat home and I think we had it for home for like maybe a week or two. And I told her, the longer you wait, honey, the harder it's gonna be. You know, if you have to, you know, when you give her up and this and that. So we, we wanted the kitten to go to a no-kill shelter, first of all. I didn't want anything to happen to this kitten. I wanted it to be safe and go to another home somewhere it could be helped. So we took it to the SPCA. I, I forget the name of the place. We, we have like two of them in our... Well, actually, we have three in our area, but two of them that I know of. So one, I think, is a kill shelter. They're like, no. <laughs> the other one was a no-kill, supposedly. I'm going to tell you why. So my daughter took the kitten there and... They went to, to get the doctor there, the veterinary. And the veterinary explained to her that, you know, we're a no-kill shelter. However, if the kitten is too far gone, we do advise you to, to uh, how do you put it, to uh, put the pet to sleep. I, I, that's the only way I can say it now. I'm sort of flustered, getting flustered here. So she explained that... Um, They'd have to remove the tumor. They said the cat's pregnant. They also said with the legs, that's a bad thing because the kitten will, well, the cat will get arthritis really bad, won't be able to walk. As she gets older, the weight will crush the legs or something or, you know, because of her weight, it'll be heavy on, on, on the knees. She won't be able to walk. So 
my daughter made a decision. Okay, we'll we'll just put her to sleep. So they gave her a pill. My daughter was there, and the kitten passed. Okay, my daughter was very heartbroken. But as a parent, you know she was crying. I I, I ended up crying after, and uh, I didn't go with her. But I well, she told me it broke my heart. It's really hard when somebody has to put a pet down because you love that pet. And it doesn't matter if it's a day, a week, or two weeks. You can form a bond and attachment. And I told my daughter, I said, listen, we did everything we could. And I'm sure, I know she had the best two weeks of her life that she ever had because obviously she was out in the wild. And it's too bad. But my daughter was really upset because she said that the kitten never really had a chance, never had a chance to live, and it's true. So it's tough when you have to make a choice like that. But my, my daughter, she's 21. I wanted her to make that choice because having a pet is a responsibility, and you have to take responsibility for everything when it comes to a pet. And... I've always said there's there's good reasons why it's good for kids to have pets. Um, you know, some people say they decrease allergies, and they say researchers show that children who grow up in homes with pets are likely to have a stronger immune system and less likely to develop childhood allergies like asthma. And they, but is, is it true? I mean, it, it it could be true. But do you get a pet because of that? I don't think so. But a pet can teach a child responsibility. Tasks such as walking a dog, if you have a dog, or cleaning out the rabbit hutch teaches your kids responsibility. Gives them a sense of achievement. And looking after a pet also helps the children develop empathy for others. Now, we 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 have kittens, cats. We have cats once they were kittens. <laughs> and my daughter... She knows that she has to clean that kitty litter pan for her cats. I don't, I don't do her kitty litter pan. She's on she's on a different floor than I am. We have, we have a huge house. She's, she's on like the third floor. But she cleans that litter pan for her cats. She makes sure that they have food. She makes sure that they have water. She combs her cats. She plays with her cats. And this is, I think this is so good because it's, it's teaching her responsibility. I mean, let's face it, I've, I've tried to, you know, be, being a divorced dad, I've tried to <clears throat> to inadvertently try to teach my kids responsibility. Now, you know, my girls lived with me. My boys lived with their mom. But my girls, I, I made sure I didn't do their laundry. This is how you do your laundry. You do your laundry like this, and I showed them, and then I, I let them do it because one day they're going to have to do it. They're going to say, Dad won't do my laundry. No, Dad's trying to, to teach you without hopping on you, but making you, pushing you, sort of like a mother bird pushing the the baby bird out of the nest saying, you got to fly. You know, one day you're going to be out of this nest. You got to fly. My my kids, they clean. Um, can't really say they do dishes, <laughs> but <clears throat> they do know how to do dishes. That That is one thing. They, they do know how to do it. But the pets teaches them responsibility, and that, to me, is a very good thing. You know, it it's great when I see my 
my daughter hold her pets and say I love you because it teaches them how to how to love others too you know like I said it has empathy pets help with learning I mean pets can help children with their learning educators have long used animals mainly dogs as a form of therapy in schools using them to help developmentally challenged kids to learn in particular animals can help children's reading skills researchers have shown that students who may have a reluctant to read out loud feel more confident reading to animals as they seem to be a non-judgmental pal so i mean if your child doesn't like to speak in public have them have them speak to your pet pets do listen. They will sit there with an acute ear like, oh, somebody's actually reading to me and they're, they're curious. I, I I have a cat. When I whistle, that cat comes running, running just to see what I'm doing and then lays next to me. My cat loves to hear me whistle. <laughs> now, you may have a cat or a dog or a turtle or a porcupine or a ferret fish who just loves to hear your voice. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. They just love to hear your voice. But pets, pets will be there for you. Pets provide comfort and companionship. I mean, they can offer comfort, companionship to kids like you cannot believe. No matter what mood they're in, children find support and security from their animal companion, which often means they are less anxious or withdrawn because the pet's always there. Pets keep families talking. Having a pet helps to build family bonds, and animals are often the focus of family activities, from walking the dog together to grooming or feeding the pet. These simple but enjoyable tasks allow everyone to slow down, enjoy each other's company, and communicate with each other. It's true. I truly believe it. And you know what else it does? It lowers blood pressure. (laughs) That's good for me. Sometimes my blood pressure can get very high, and when I have my cat, especially my white cat. I, I have to say all my cats. I have a white cat, a tortoiseshell cat, and a black cat. And they 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 probably lower my blood pressure when they're hanging out with me. I mean, they're not super cuddly where they're rubbing up on my face, which I would love, love my cat to love me up like like they do each other. I mean, I'll, I'll look at my cats and and they'll they'll groom each other, they'll lay next to each other. But you know, will my cat do that? When I'm lying in bed, they lay at the foot of the bed. I don't know why, why they don't come under my neck and I can hear them purr. But you know, when I when I take my white cat out, oh, she gets lovable then because I'm take I'm doing something for her. <laughs> yeah, but those are why you should have pets. And I'm sorry to say there are. There's going to be a day when your pet won't be here. Where your pet may get lost or your pet may pass. And it's it's very sad and it breaks your heart. I've had my last truly, truly heartbreak was, was I had a black cat. And we, we had a rough patch there for a while. Even though I raised a black cat from a baby, that, that cat was getting out of control. And uh, But then we ended up becoming very close, closer than ever. And something happened to, the, to, to, to my cat, Spooky. He was a black, short-haired cat. And he died. I cried over my cat next to the fireplace. I begged God, please don't take my best friend away. Please don't take my cat cried and cried it it hurt so bad 
I swore I would never, ever in my life get another cat because I did not want to feel this kind of hurt, this kind of heartbreak, this kind of pain again. It's sickening. It it was disgusting that I had to feel this way. Well, Spooky had a son. And because he had a son, I said, okay, I'll just take the son. Spooky's, uh, the son was Asher. He's a long-haired black male cat. I have him. And we're buddies. But will I have more cats? Well, obviously, because I just said I, two other cats were abandoned, the tortoise shell and the white-haired cat, but, and it hurt. Now, here's the thing. What parent wants their child to feel that kind of hurt? It hurts so bad. And I know when my daughter, she had to make that decision for that cat to be put down, it hurt her. It hurt her really bad. But I told her, sometimes we have to do things in life that are difficult. And this is one of those things. That cat was a pet, was a family member to my family. That cat was loved. I loved that cat. It was cool. And the few pictures we have is a lifetime, as far as I'm concerned, with that cat. That cat will always be loved in our memory. And we will never, ever, ever forget that cat. But it is unfortunate when we lose a pet like that. Because it does hurt. And if anybody says it doesn't, I don't know what to say. Because I'm still feeling it. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm sure my daughter feels it. And if your child has a pet or you've ever had a pet, I'm sure you feel it right now. You feel what it's like to go through losing someone you love so much. A pet. A loved one. I don't even know why they call them pets. They're family. They are definitely family. But in any case... I guess it teaches our kids that is why we have to treasure every moment we have with each other. Every moment we have with each other who we love. Because tomorrow is truly never promised. And right now, I'm just going to have to say it's story time. A story tells that two friends were walking through the desert. During some point of the journey, they had an argument, and one friend slapped the other one in the face. The one who got slapped was hurt, but without saying anything, wrote in the sand, Today, my best friend slapped me in the face. They kept walking until they found an oasis, where they decided to take a bath. The one who had been slapped got stuck in the mirror and started drowning, but the friend saved them. After he recovered from the near drowning, he wrote on a stone, To my best friend, today he saved my life. The friend who had slapped and saved his best friend's life asked him, After I hurt you, you wrote in the sand, and now you write on a stone. Why? The other friend replied, When someone hurts us, we should write it down in sand where wind of forgiveness can erase it away. But when someone does something good for us, we must engrave it in stone where no one can ever erase it. Moral of the story, 
don't value the things you have in life, but value who you have in your life. I love that story. It's a great story. And that being said, I want to thank you for joining me here today. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can download any of my past podcasts morning, noon, and night and hear it all over the internet. In fact, all over the world. It'd be great if you could hear what I have to say. So that being said, it's going to bring us to the end of the show. I want to thank all of you for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. It's free. Come on, guys. Don't be a jerk. (laughs) Don't be a jerk. Be nice. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, thanks for joining me here today. Let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back, peace, and I, my friends, will see you later. Bye.